welcome to this episode of the James Gilmore Show. My name's James and I'm so excited about this week's episode because I'm joined by an artist who I've been a fan of for such a long time and is in such an exciting stage of her career. That stage really where feels like any minute now it's all about to go boom for her which is just so exciting because as a fan of her music you just feel like this is such an intimate time to get to know her but such an exciting time all at the same time that's a lot of uses of the word time i think i first discovered bear i'd say during covid during that time when we were all stuck at home feeling a little bit lonely trying to stay busy and finding just incredible music that could touch us in different ways and make us feel something and hopefully help us emotionally progress a little bit. Um, I so enjoy chatting to her. Um, it was on a evening and I don't know, it just is that kind of toasty, it's about to be spring, but it's still not yet kind of vibe. Um, and she's just the best energy ever. I think when you combine her personality with her music bear is exactly the artist that you want her to be and that i think we all need more of in our lives so anyway enjoy here's my interview with bear bear how are you hello i'm very good thanks it's a nice sunny day here actually which is like there's few and far between i mean we never yeah. get those so <laughs> are you are you back in minnesota Yep, I'm yes. in St. Paul right now. We just got hit with like a freak blizzard. But I love out of that. The yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be. It I hate that in the UK, they tease us. They go, it's going to get snow and it's then you never snow. do. Oh my gosh. And when it does snow in the UK, it just shuts down everything. Yeah, like, but it can be like <laughs> centimeter of snow in one totally. place, miles think, away. Like, my first year of uni in the UK, I remember it snowed like a centimeter and we had a week off classes because it yeah. flooded like the sixth floor <laughs> of the college. My favorite thing though, last year, I think it was like November, we had snow that just wouldn't melt. And so yeah. we had like two days of really heavy snow. And then it was just like, I honestly felt like I was living in Greenland. Like it was just yeah. <laughs> a weak snow everywhere. And for me, if you're going to have bad weather, it might as well snow because then at least I, think I feel so. like you get payoff from snow. Yeah, the payoff so, is real. Yeah. yeah. When it's just cold and like dark and like exactly. normal, that's honestly way worse for me than like yeah. having feet of snow because at least then you like can visualize it I think exactly it feels yeah. like you're in winter on Monday <laughs> totally. though so on the week it's because I'm very much a winter person so mm. over the weekend I I went out I bought myself like moon boots so like proper snow boots and oh. <laughs> and some sunglasses which everybody since have told me don't suit me so they're going back oh. I was just like I'm very much a winter person and on Monday I got big coat on winter boots lovely spring day and I was like sweating <laughs> by the time I got home my feet were drenched it was I, just I really can relate to this though I feel like the days we dress for like that and we expect it and we like plan for it are the days that the universe is just like no <laughs> yeah exactly one day I'll get my little so outfit moment but anyway yeah. I, I've been a fan of your music for a long time I, I'm uh, really excited to dig into some of these songs with you before we get into there's so many songs I I probably we're probably going to go through too much but okay. um, before we get to the first song I kind of wanted to take an overview look of where you are right now in your career because I feel like you're at this point in your career where it must feel like everything is happening so quickly you're in this moment that feels like 
the moment just before a real explosion, which must be just the most exciting thing for an artist. I, and especially for you, when the setup of your career, you're in the driver's seat much more than other artists are. How does it feel to be in the driver's seat whilst the world is really waking up to bear? Oh my gosh. First of all, it's so nice of you to say that. Like, holy cow. Uh, I had my um, fingers crossed anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, no, I, dang, I do feel just really really excited right now about everything. The fun thing about the way things are panning out at the minute is that every single time I do something, it's like something new. You know, I just did my first headline tour and every day I was like learning something new about what that looks like. And every time I put out a song, a completely different sort of exposure happens or like I get a completely different response and everything feels very like a, there's a first time for everything, but I'm doing a lot of first times right now. So it's really, really exciting and fun and like overwhelming at times as well. It's just been totally a roller coaster of like learning things and processing things. But it is fun to definitely have like, yeah, I guess I've never thought of it like me being in the driver's seat, but I have like an amazing team that is also helping me with this. But it's really fun because all of the ideas are coming from me and all of the visual side of things are coming from me and I'm making my own lyric videos and I really have like all my hands on every single like moving part. And mm. I just feel like I'm learning so much about what it means to like be an artist and like be doing this as a career while I'm doing it. So yeah, it's been really crazy. And like my days are just chock full every day. There's so much yeah. to do. One of the things that you know, I've never made a song in my life. That's a lie when I was three years old, but that's never oh. seeing the world. Um, it rhymes. <laughs> it, 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 it rhymes, rhymes, which is more than there you some go. things. Honestly. One of the things just like even for me, but I know lots of my friends who are artists as well, as your career grows and develops, you realize that like, I don't know, four years ago when you thought you were oh my God, this thing's just about to happen. And you don't realize yeah. until you're there how far away you were from that moment and mm -hmm. actually how many things had to happen to achieve the things that you're now achieving. Are you feeling like you're having those learning moments when you're like, oh my God, you know, I thought, I don't know, four years ago, all of this stuff was just going to happen overnight. And now I realize how far away I was. Yeah, definitely. Equally, like, I think one thing I've always worked really hard at trying to set my expectations at is that there like are no expectations. I, I always knew that things wouldn't happen overnight, but I have had moments where things feel very like fast, like sped up all of a sudden. When Meant to Be sort of had its viral moment, that very much felt like an overnight thing because that literally was an overnight thing. But there was still so much around that that was like unprepared and kind of exhausting and like that happened really fast too but there was a lot of work involved with all of that so it's definitely I don't know I kind of just try and take everything very day by day at this point um but I think I've been really lucky in like the trajectory of the way things have been going and um yeah I don't know I I think setting my expectations like at at zero has been really healthy for me because the alternative is just like you know, disappointment and like spending a lot of time focusing on something and not doing it because I just love it. And so I'm really working on just trying to like do these things because I'm super passionate about it. So yeah, I think, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, you but... did. No, also this is just a discussion. There's no questions. Yeah. But on, on which note, if I was going to ask a question, I'd ask, you mentioned Meant to Be, which is yeah. a beautiful song. And I think the, also the most perfect entry point into your catalogue. 
because oh it gosh, represents so many themes that then come up even throughout the halfway ep which we'll dive into but what is the story behind meant to be as a song meant to be as a song was one of those like freak accident songs i think um it kind of came out of thin air my i did write that with um charlie charlie rain in isle of white the first day we like met in person he and i were like really great zoom friends <laughs> for all of the sort of lockdowns uh and like during the pandemic we really like sort of built a relationship up on zooming each other every week and i mean several times a week just to write songs and to like practice and keep the tap flowing and i mean we probably have like 60 demos that are just like untapped wow. on my laptop we just got really close and he knew me so well at that point because we'd just been like oversharing for a really long time so when we met it was just really fun to like, and really weird. I remember to like put a face to the, to the like rest of him and like yeah. his environment. And I was like in just randomly then on the Isle of Wight, which turns out is a real place. Then mm. um, all sorts of funny things were sort of happening around that time. But we sat in his backyard and he kind of was like, Hey, I've had this title just like sat around. I think I was kind of saving it for you. Um, what do you think of like meant to be? like, but not made to last. And mm. the second he said that, I was just like, I know exactly what you mean, period. I know it, let's like, let's do this. And he was like, I thought maybe you would, because at that time I had been like about a year and a half outside of a really pertinent relationship for me that I had ended that I just also really like had never written about because I could only think of really like beautiful things like surrounding it, but it was still something I needed to, sort of grieve and mourn, but also celebrate at the same time. So he, and he just knew that about me. We had talked about it so many times. So I think we sat down and just drank tea in his backyard and like he played the guitar and we just wrote the song super fast. I know that like second verse just like spilled out of me in like one run. And like, we just were like, yep, that's it. And when I sent it to my manager, after we'd made a demo of it, I was kind of like, ah, we wrote this today. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be good, but I also don't really think anybody's going to get it. It might be kind of broad and kind of cheesy and I don't know. And um, immediately my management was like, he texted me back. It was just like, okay, stop for one, <laughs> uh, post this on TikTok. And so we just posted a little snippet of it and it blew up overnight. And it was Charlie's first TikTok ever. Wow. So that was really funny. And just immediately we knew we had to do something with it. Um, mm. And I, I mean, I learned so much from that song because that was kind of the first time I was able to like really fully connect with an audience in a way like that. Like I'd never, I'd put out a few songs and I was already in the release cycle of my first EP when we wrote Meant to Be and when like that moment happened. So I had, I was really shocked that all of a sudden for something that I hadn't put out, people were messaging me about it and saying, hey, thank you for writing this song. Like you've, you've explained something that I've been trying to explain to myself for a long time. And like people would just open up and like share their story with me. And I mean, I had up thousands of DMs of people being like, hey, I really relate to this. And I've never heard someone say that before. And I just, both Charlie and I kept like looking at each other and being like, what? <laughs> no yeah. way. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And it made all of my issues, I guess, or like all of my insecurities and my like emotions about specifically meant to be like the scenario around that, like go away immediately. Cause I felt very understood. 
for the first mm. time probably within yeah. within music and I just remember thinking like dang I like thought I, I felt so misunderstood for so long within that and I just needed to open my eyes and like talk to people about it and it was really yeah. special but it was I think like for for so many people that was the entry point into my music so it's really fun when I get people then like saying hey we found you from meant to be but like I also really really hear a lot of myself in like super spreader and and like your holy all of these songs just feel like they're parallel with me and I it's it's so fun to like meet people that are experiencing sort of the same things just because mm. you're being loud about it on the internet I don't know it's really cool the two lyrics I wrote down obviously we were meant to be just not made to last also I think you're the one for someone else and to yeah. me it evoked that kind of feeling when you realize that a relationship is doomed and you kind of like I think need to rip the plaster off and just definitely so how good are you at plaster ripping because so bad it's I think but I think <laughs> Even the note, we call it plaster ripping because it's a horrible thing to do. I'm, I've always been the person that like slowly rolls it off my arm and, and just minimum pain. Why would you invite pain into your life? Why you know? would you invite pain into exactly. your life? Well, that's that that's the... actually your job, not my job as <laughs> a songwriter. I have a career off of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Oh my but God, I'm it's so bad at it, though, actually. Yeah, I think really, especially when it comes to like processing things and like how you go about just like prioritizing yourself often as well. There are just like a lot of band-aids that need to, or plasters, as you say, mm. that need to sort of just come off. And it's really important to to do that and be honest with yourself. But it's a really hard thing to do. I think like the worst part of it is just the tension leading up to it. I, mm. I think every time, like, you know, the second after you've ripped one off, if we're taking this literally, like you just feel relief. Mm. But um, it's it's the overthinking that leads up to it, I think that is like scary. And it is, yeah. and it's like intimidating for sure. Yeah, I think that like as humans, we are by our nature, like hunter gatherers. So it's yeah. much easier for us to welcome stuff into our lives and gather stuff. And then, like, I know because not in a relationship sense, but just in a life sense, at the end of last year, I was like, need to let some stuff go, which yeah. is, a, it is difficult, but like, it's so important for the other Thing that maybe didn't exist when we were cave people which is just like our mental health and like ability totally. to be happy totally I have a I don't think I'm like a hoarder but I'm really good at like holding on to things for way too long mm, yeah <laughs> um and I even remember it being really like the last time I really had to let go of a lot of stuff was when I was moving from the UK back to Minnesota not only was like was I leaving like all my friends and my the family I'd built there and and that life but like I had a lot of physical like items of clothing that I remember being like well I wore this like all three years of my college thing but I literally can't fit it in my suitcase <laughs> so yeah. now I have to you know sell it on Depop but it's just I remember like I think we're all so good at holding on to memories and holding on to things that like sit within physical objects for for so long so definitely no I'm also very very good at <laughs> <laughs> keeping things for too long <laughs> you mentioned um the UK obviously and you released a live video for meant to be as well which was your first yeah. headline show at the courtyard in London last summer and yeah. it feels like 
the UK and London have been really important parts of your musical journey, even though you obviously are American, you grew up in Minnesota. Why do you think the music in particular has connected so well with Brits? I have no idea. <laughs> I really because, don't. You know, because like... <laughs> we're not very emotional people. We're not good no, at no. that part of us. My, my stoic people, I mean, I'm <laughs> upset, like, let's be real. But um, no, I really, I'm not sure. I don't know if I can like speak to that I just am really happy that it has I have my team is very British and I I spent so much time there and I know I really like I credit England to like making me a human I think there was so much of the world that I needed to like see when I graduated from like my little high school in Minnesota and I really needed to get out so my perspective as like a writer and as just like a I suppose an artist definitely comes from one or like so much of it was built there and what the people that have what a bummer yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all of the uh, all of the people that have their hands on my music too like outside of me also definitely I mean have have if not the same but like much more so of an experience like of living in London or like England and spending so much time there and I, I wonder I mean maybe that has something to do with it but I really became mm. like a I started writing seriously when I was in college. Um, so I think, yeah. I mean, the people that I like learned how to write with were all very British to yeah. their core in the best way. And yeah. it's something that I fell in love with, to be completely honest. Like I, I credit it so much, but yeah, mm. I, and I miss it every day. I like, I'm constantly sort of toying with the idea of trying to get back there full time. Mm. I really do love it. Um, I love the gray. I love the weather. I think all of my songs feel like they were written on like a rainy day, which they kind of were, even like the ones I've done here. I mean, I'm lucky that the dark climate of Minnesota isn't like so yeah. far off <laughs> that of, yeah. of London. So yeah, I don't know. I wanted to stay on that headline show moment in particular, because that moment where you're in a packed out room full of people who are there for you and I think like it's obviously a very special moment for any artist to sing songs to people who are actually there to hear the songs rather than they're there to see somebody else and you're a support act. But especially because your songs are so personal and intimate. What was that moment like? It was crazy. I think as well, that was one of the first shows I was performing for a room of like my friends. And I remember thinking it's so different to be singing these songs in front of people who like know every inch of your like story and were there for all the things you're writing about, you know, like I remember that being a kind of intimidating to be honest, but um, no, just I, it's very special. And that was definitely a really surreal show for me because that was really the first time that someone wasn't there for a Tom Adele or a festival that I was at or um, yeah, I just remember thinking it was so weird as well to have someone else open for me and someone mm. that I was like so obsessed with as well I think Leaf opened for me on the show and I love her I love her music I mean that's stuff that I listen to and is just like constantly on repeat for me so it was really fun to um not only meet her and spend time with her but like be able to show an audience that was there for me to something that I absolutely adore and yeah. I, yeah it's never not weird 
playing like a headline slot. I haven't gotten to that point where that feels completely comfortable yet, but I think it's getting there for sure. <laughs> but that's well, meant that, to be, that was crazy. And the video yeah. is amazing as well. Like Thank that's you. not <laughs> just a normal like live video. There's a real like atmosphere, I think, within the video itself and the way that it's shot. Yeah, we shot it on a dad cam. So I think the fun thing is that it really feels like like as if like one of your parents was just like at your talent show, like <laughs> filming it. That's sort of the vibe. But it really yeah. ended up working for it. We watched it back the first time we saw it. We're like, you know what? This is actually really special. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. Let's jump into the Halfway EP, which is really, I think, like a project about being in the repairing stage after a breakup. And yeah. there's a line that pops up at the start of the halfway video, healing isn't linear, which I think to me some really sums up the journey and the thread that pulls this project together. I've listened to this music, but never with like an analytical brain. So when I was preparing for this interview, I had to try to <laughs> think kind of like I was in like GCSE English again. Yeah. <laughs> what do the blue curtains represent was what I had to ask myself but it really is it's like from rebounds to heartbreak to anger back to heartbreak a little bit so talk to us about how this project came together you really have summed it up so well actually that's really cool I don't um the healing isn't linear line like that was just something I kind of had to tag in I remember thinking like that's what this whole EP is about and halfway sort of the title track of it and it's something I realized when I was writing it like when we were writing halfway specifically, I was in a hotel room in New York City with no windows. And then I was on Zoom <laughs> with yeah. two people. Um, and we were just writing over this loop. And I remember like saying out loud to these people that I was, I felt like I was like about halfway through my heartbreak, but that that's ridiculous because where there's no end you know there's no like mm. end goal other than just like being okay I suppose but I remember just like feeling really okay at that point but also there was still so much to do like I'd finally just accepted it but now there was like the actual work to be done and I we just kept throw, like throwing around if healing was a timeline haha and it just was so apparent that it's not and it's not linear and so the whole EP was written around that whole concept and it is um we wanted to write songs that could be there for people who didn't need like the oh you hurt me like I hate you songs or oh I so love you like I miss you I want you back like because I think there's two like a to z sides of like a breakup or a heartbreak or love in general that is represented in songs a lot of the time but there's so much there's so many more emotions like, within the whole process of of process like within the whole process of heartbreak or love in general. So we wanted to really write those mostly for ourselves to like validate our own emotions. Um, mm. At least that's how I felt writing this. So these are all songs for me specifically. And all of the anecdotes that are in all these songs are very specific to where I was in life. Like Boys Who Kiss You In Their Car is very much about those like hinge rebound moments that happened here in Minnesota about like that DIY Minnesota type boy that I like couldn't escape. And it was really funny. And then like slut phase is certainly <laughs> that, that song's a meme. Um, when I like first like got broken up with my best friend called me and was like, thank God, because now you've never had like a slut phase. So now you can. <laughs> and I was, I just remember being yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. Like this, I need to, figure some stuff out. And it wasn't even about doing that in like serial dating and like trying to live that portion of it. But it was very much about me 
letting go of this expectation of like who I was as a person and who I was in relationships and, and realizing as well that like any sort of moment within that, like so-called slut phase would actually just be like the bandaid I keep talking about is I, I wasn't ready for that sort of thing. I wasn't actually like fully opening up and, and ready to move on. I was just trying to distract myself. Mm. So it's definitely, yeah, all, all aspects of heartbreak are present in the EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait so it's not sulfates okay cool. it's not no, sorry <laughs> let's dive into super spreader because you say that you've got this line in there you still ruin my life even though we don't talk anymore uh, which classic. i think everyone can relate to it is a classic classic <laughs> obviously people living in your head rent free how does yeah. this project <laughs> help you find peace from your relationship yeah absolutely and i think as well be just not even from the writing of it that had a play in it for sure. But um, now as I'm performing it and like really singing these songs with people as opposed to at people, it's it's made me feel a lot less alone in it and made me really realize that like, no, this is okay. Mm. Um, and I definitely, yeah, that connection is the, is the type of thing that's really helped. But writing these songs was so fun. Um, Super Spreader, we wrote in eight hours on zoom and it was so long and that's also a song it was unfinished for the longest time and I wrote the bridge of it on a plane very randomly yeah I just like I think I sat with that song for so long probably the longest of anything I've put out um and I really wanted to get it right and get the right emotions in there but yeah that song you still ruin my life even though we don't talk anymore that whole little line that was originally the title and that's oh, way wow. too long for a title. Um, so well, just, I, <laughs> tell the 1975 that. True. <laughs> yeah. No, and we love them. So um, no hate to long titles. <laughs> Absolutely adore it. But that was a that was a line that was like in my notes for probably six months leading up to writing it even. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's something that had like lingered within me for a long time and I had a lot to say about it, but, um, yeah. Taken Just... right out of Tumblr 2013. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's no hate. That's a compliment. It's um... like uh, one of those like motivational quotes on like a beautiful background and like a cursive font. <laughs> like yes. that's exactly the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. Dramatic. So if the EP helps you put a full stop kind of, uh, semicolon on that heartbreak, hmm. Has that influenced how you go into new situations or relationships moving forwards, kind of knowing that you have the tools yourself to almost like therapize yourself? Has that made you feel braver? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, equally, that heartbreak didn't just like teach me a lot about like that person or sort of love in general, but I just learned so much about myself. I think for a long time I was really um like back to back sort of in longer relationships and I really like deeper connections and and that's something I've never really shied away from um and I think losing that in the sense where I did where there was also no closure like it was just really jarring I had to really search for a long time mm. within like myself and and relearn and unlearn a lot of things about just like who I am and and how far I've grown since the first time I was in a relationship and actually like really look at a lot of this stuff I think it's really easy to just like avoid it and not think about it and just like kind of live and do the thing but um for me I really needed to 
sink into it. And I, all of this was happening at a time where I was really isolated in general. Like I was living in my uncle's basement. Um, and the two people that I knew in Minneapolis were my uncle and my aunt and their dog. <laughs> so I, uh, and it was, you know, you couldn't go outside. So there was a lot of internalized, just like learning that happened in that time. And if the world were the same, you know, I, like if the world were, had not sort of experienced that like huge collective trauma, there's so much I wouldn't have like experienced or like known about myself for sure. I, mm. I wouldn't have taken the time to sit down with my like thoughts and emotions in the way that I have. So I definitely think I've like sort of built up and like gained more tools for like my emotional tool belt within how, how it comes to like how I now approach relationships with people or, and none of that's bad. It's all good. It's all a really yeah. positive thing. Cause I just have like a better expectation for what I'm capable of and what I can expect from other people too. And, and like, I mean, you can't really change anyone. And that's like something I really walk into things with in the back of my mind all the time. So, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely. I mean, we often talk about like songwriting and music as being a form of therapy, but Absolutely. very rarely about actually like if you are somebody like yourself who can make that stuff, the impact that that has on you and like your yeah. life experiences. I was interested in why Sulfates started yeah. the EP because it's, I guess, like we've already answered the question in, in, in that the EP isn't linear because heartbreak isn't linear. But why did you decide to start the EP with that song, other than the fact that it's just a Stone Cold banger? Yeah, it goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, it's because of the first line. Is it, is it a sulfates or <laughs> is it a band-aid? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to start it with that because I, I remember really feeling like halfway needed to come in the middle and I wanted to paint this picture of me wanting to get out there and be bold and like, remember who I am. And that's, you know, like the first two songs on the EP really feel that, but mm. lyrically the, the line, is it a, is it just a phase or is it a band-aid is so funny to me because by the end of the EP you realize it was all actually just a band-aid yeah <laughs> like by the end of over you you're yeah. like oh yeah band-aid for sure and I think that's the that was why I thought um it would be a really fun way to just like open up an EP because I also when I was writing it the whole goal of it for me was to like be feeling that way be like oh here I am I'm ready I'm doing it I'm doing the thing this is going great and it's you know big energy I'm really optimistic um, and sulfates as a song sounds super like fun, fruity, optimistic, kind of like Rocky, I don't know, Olivia Rodrigo vibes, but um, the lyrics of it are actually really sad when you, like if I sit down with my guitar and like sing the song, it can be just sort of depressing to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really, I, I love that about it. And I think it, it, also just like accidentally represents that like mask that I was really putting on in all those situations and uh it's mm. one of my favorite songs I've ever written I think it's just fun and it doesn't take itself seriously and I yeah I love that yeah because repairing from heartbreak is much like a cake it takes a combination of ingredients to truly Ooh. get yourself to that place of recovery totally this was me trying to I like that. link the video link into the video. this conversation. Um, yes. It looked like it was a lot of fun to make. 
But I'm, I'm interested in the creative process behind that one uh, in particular and what your environmental credentials were behind. I'm joking, but um, <laughs> I'm so sure. So true, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, we actually ended up eating most of the cakes. It was great. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not not one for waste. Um, but no, we can I actually tell you the truth about it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so funny to me because we planned the sulfates video and the your internet sex video at the same time. And I had this huge, big, amazing idea for your internet sucks. And I was so excited to film that video. And then I was like, Oh, I'm running out of budget. I'm running out <laughs> of ideas. We don't really know what we're going to do yet um, for the sulfates video. And my director friend just looked at me and he was like, what if we just bake? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just was like, yeah, let's roll with it. I love this idea. And it was so easy to conceptualize. And it ended up being so perfect because here we were just like baking and trying to put stuff back together, but completely making a mess of it. And that's exactly what the song was. And that mm. it kind of like the universe sort of allowed all the stars to align there. And it was so fun to film. I like, it felt so cathartic. It was both that and the, your, your internet sucks videos were just like so fun to like go hog wild with it was really um they feel like sisters to me for sure but I yeah. yeah I just like love it and it was totally an accident and I wish I could tell you there's like some bigger meaning and that it's a super deep thing but like the song it's not deep at all and I, yeah. I think that's really fun yeah yeah well looking forwards you've got an amazing summer coming up including playing Bomb <laughs> on the farm uh which bleachers holly humberstone and lucy McAlpine headlining that how are you feeling about that but also just this upcoming summer I'm going to freak out for sure. I, um, yeah, no, I think I played barn on the farm last year too. And it was like church for me. I mean, it was just so beautiful. Uh, every single second of it, I had always heard, um, that it was a magical festival and I, I had no idea until I was like there to witness it. And it was even cooler just to be a part of it as well. And the team there are so kind and so good to me. And it, they were just amazing. So I I cannot wait to be back. And I'm going to try and make it for the whole festival weekend and just kind of absorb it again. It's one of those mm. like weekends that makes all of the crazy anything else in the music industry really worth it. So I, I'm yeah. really excited. And then, um, yeah, just again, to be spending so much time in the UK, I can't wait to like be back and be playing festivals and reaching new new audiences and mostly just having fun at, at all of that. I didn't really go to a lot of festivals when I was living there. So it's fun to be able to return and like be playing them very wild. Yeah. Um, and it's really surreal. Like I can't even my friends have already started sending me like photos of my name on like the latitude poster and like the mm -hmm. tube stations. And so I'm so excited yeah. <laughs> to go and sort of see that for myself. And it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. I mean, Barn on the Farm and Latitude are very, are very different to some of the UK's other festival offerings. Totally. They are the nicest, like Latitude in particular, which I went to when I was younger, is like everybody's just such a good vibe. Like everyone's contrast. in like, a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> There's you like know. wellness and then you go to like Reading and Leeds Yoga. where they're setting totally. their tents on fire. And yeah. so <laughs> definitely, I think it it's the the, the nicer festivals um, in terms well, of and health and Yeah, symptoms. we're playing a lot of other festivals too that yeah. I just haven't ever experienced before. I'm really excited to be down at The Great Escape. I think that'll be That's really fun. I love well. Brighton. Yeah. And we're also going to be doing live at Leeds and I'm in the park and I, I've not been back to Leeds 
since yeah. since graduating. So I, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be really fun. Without spilling or spoiling too much, um, okay. what can fans expect from Bear between now and the end of the year? I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I'm definitely working on new music right now and I'm really excited about it. I think it's stuff that I love. And um, so hopefully, hopefully a new collection of songs is is in people's future. I mean, at least in mine, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But lots of touring, lots of touring for me. And I'll probably just continue to post little weird memes on the internet and have that be the case <laughs> i think that's a but, really important part of just yeah. the modern media diet yeah um memes. yeah yeah and as i think there are two types of people in this world people who post and people who consume memes yeah and memes. so as as a as a consumer not a poster i thank you for the posting because mm. otherwise yeah. i'd be going hungry so just doing the lord's work so exactly. <laughs> yeah um, Bear, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for chatting no it, this is amazing thank you for having me